material starring ECW legend Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whitbrick. Now, let's welcome your host, Mike Freeman. Welcome to another edition of Front Row Material. I am the co-host, The Rit. I have no idea where Mike Freeland is, the host of the show. But we are here uh, filling in once again for Mikey Whipwreck and Jerry Lynn as they're on uh, leave. And we have a great show coming to you tonight. Man, we have a two-time Hall of Famer, the Sean Waltman. Man, I cannot wait. Uh, I'm really psyched about this. I kind of got a little goosebumps myself. We're going to go to a quick commercial. And when we come back, hopefully Freeland's here. Freeland is still not here, but, well, the show's got to go on. What's Sean, going on, man? Hey, how you doing, Sean? Hey, man. Oh, hey, I'm really sorry, dude. I'm, I'm holding my phone right now because I got 
locked out of my laptop and I couldn't get my link. And anyways, blah, 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 blah. so sorry, dude. Hey, hey, Sean, one thing that here on Front Row Material, technical Where's issues. Uh, I sent him the link. Uh, heck, our host isn't even here, Mike Freeland. So, man, Sean, so uh, how's it going, man? Uh, you know, you guys just had a had a great show with Jerry on uh, Tuesday night. Did you see night. it? Did you uh, see it? No, I, I work, and then I come fun. home, and I got, like, less than a half hour until I got to get ready for this. Yeah, so, you know, we just um, – we talked about a lot of just – you know, we just we just reminisced, man, and and talked about like just stuff that came to our minds. You know, like it wasn't. I don't do uh, when I'm talking to friends like that. Like I don't do like interview format. You know what I mean? Like I don't have a list of questions or whatever. I just I like to. Uh, oh shoot! Damn. <laughs> Ugh, I'm on the, all right. Um, but yeah, so I have a list. I don't have a list of questions like. You know, like the average person that's that's interviewing someone, maybe they don't really know that well or whatever. So, yeah, it was great, though, man. It was so great talking to him for an hour. Yeah, so, like, uh, when was the last time you and Jerry actually uh, connected and talked like that? Um, a couple of years ago, there was this event up in, uh, uh, like, the Iron Range of Minnesota. Um like Virginia area, like anyways, beautiful lake country up there. And uh, there was this big event, like every damn near anyone available you could think of in, in and around the wrestling industry, like that are names were there. Like Pat Patterson was there. Like, uh, oh man, Jerry. So Jerry was there. And, and, and that's the last time I, I think that's the last time he and I sat and had a conversation about anything. Matt. Yeah. Well, Sean, let me uh, let me introduce you and the FRM uh, podcast to our host, who finally got here. Mm. Here, here's, <laughs> Mr. here's Mr. Mike Freeland. Hey, you know what? I, you know what, Sean? I apologize. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I was late too, so don't worry. Hey, I, I'm writing my dissertation right now, and I got caught up in something, and all of a sudden I had to scramble. But thank you so much for coming on and carving out some time for us today. We really appreciate it. No, it's cool. I'm just holding my phone right now because I was, as I was mentioning before you joined us, I locked down my laptop, and um, and so I couldn't I couldn't get the link to the show. Oh. Yeah, here I am. I had I had Nick Houseman DM me the link, so I'm going. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking to you through my Twitter app right now. Actually, well, it, it looks good. You look good. Are you uh, are you relaxing, enjoying yourself this evening so far? Yeah, yeah. Nice. The end of my day. You know, I'm just chilling. Um, just something I wanted to kind of mention right off the bat here is uh, love your podcast, Thanks. and I know there there had been some changes to the format of your podcast originally. Um, so I'm excited to to kind of hear about that as well as our conversation goes on. Oh yeah, yeah. I just started back up a couple months ago, you know, post pandemic. Uh, well, not post pandemic. We're still kind of in it a bit, but like, um, you know, just yeah. A couple of months ago, man. Like after everything was closed, like my studios, I would use them for my show when I first started. Um, we're closed now, so I just so I built a studio right here. 
And, uh, and so I, I started doing the show. I, I started, um, I just kind of got, I, I, when I started doing it again, I was just kind of, wasn't a lot of thought put into it. And I didn't really have a, a real like cohesive team in place and, um, you know, a plan. We didn't have a plan. So I just kind of started doing it again. And then, so I stopped and then, uh, and then now we're doing this for wrestling for life. So, yeah, so it's, I'm, I'm enjoying it. So what kind of got you wanting to do the podcast bug? I mean, I know that there are, gosh, I don't know how many are out. I mean, thousands out there to be honest with you, but what was it that made you decide, you know what? I, I definitely want a platform and I want to talk about these things. I was, it was something that was brought to me, uh, like, geez, it's been like five years ago now. So, I mean, like I've been doing, I've been podcasting for about five years and, um, yeah, Maria Menounos' husband, Kevin Undergaro, he, he's the one Okay, heard me, you know, you hear me guesting on other people's shows, it's Jim and Sam Roberts' show, you know, shit like that, and so he, he, uh, you know, I saw him at the uh, WrestleMania in Dallas. We connected, and he was like, "Yeah, I connect you with Norm Paddish from Podcast One," and like, so he connected me with them. He got me a, a I had a, I was signed with them for a little bit, and then oh wow, it just didn't work out, you know. So, uh, um, but yeah, man, I just it's I. Apparently, I'm okay at it, so it's it's, it's satisfying <laughs> most of the time. Well, you know, well, that was. I mean, I'm not the best. I'm not the smoothest host. You know, I, uh, I, sometimes I'm at a loss for words. Like I, I'm, I'm searching for the simplest word or whatever, and I can't even find it. You know, from all the whatever shots to the head or whatever the hell is going on. But um, so you know, if people are if people can handle that. Sometimes I think they all enjoy the show. Hey, but number one, at least you show up on time to your own show. Usually, I don't do my show live, so I could live after. Um, yeah. It's it's one of those things where you know whether you do your show live or whether you do it taped. I mean, I've done it in both ways. Working with Penzer before, where we were, we were we did it in post, but. How would you say preparation for something like this kind of compares to preparation in, in wrestling? Do you feel like you you put as much time in as far as maybe putting a match together, as far as putting a show together? Hey, what am I going to talk about? These are the things that I want to hit upon. Or is it, you know what, let's just let this flow naturally and wherever the conversation goes. No, it's just I have a uh, – I just talk like, – I mean, I have a say-so and what I'm – like who I'm going to talk to and – um. Well, I had to say so in everything, but, um, you know, Nick Houseman will have a, some notes for me. If I choose to, if I choose to use any of them, I, I appreciate having them if I need them. But, you know, usually the people I talk to, I've known for years, I was saying a little bit ago. And so, uh, you know, we don't have to, we don't have to do this. Hey, what's your, who's your favorite match? What's your favorite color? <laughs> you know, who's your toughest opponent? Like we, it's different, you know. So, right. Um, uh, but you know, then there's some like, you know, we put some creativity into it. You know, we have some other segments that we do. It's not just talking to, you know, my my friends. You know, I have people come on and talk to me, you know, and, and talk to me about my 
my career. Like, like as if I was going on their show, but they're coming on my show and doing their job on my show. It's reversed. So, yeah, it's great. And then I, you know, so it works out nicely. I've had some great people come on, you know, and do that. So, um, yeah. But it's, it's just fun, man. That's all. Most of the time. <laughs> well, you, you sit there and, and known Jerry for, you know, many years now. Uh, I loved watching your early stuff, you know, which I always thought was the dawn of the X Division before the X Division was even thought of, you know. So, like, when you what, – what was, like, your first relationship like with Jerry in the early days, you know, when you guys first, like, hooked up and started working each other? We were best friends. Yeah, we were talking about this um, on my show, but I, I can expand on it. Uh, we, oh, he was my best friend, man. Like I, I just, uh, pretty. I mean, he had his own life too. Like he had a girlfriend, and he managed to spend time with her too. I, I myself didn't uh, at the time. I was just well. Eventually, I did. I got my the mother of my children, but like before all that, like we were together every day, man. Like you know, going to the gym, like watching tapes, uh, you know. Uh, trying to make sure people were coming to the shows, you know, because it takes more than just showing up and, and having the match, right? Like, I mean, we were helping promote the shows, you know, um, you know, shit like that. And just, um, but we also worked together. I was talking, we were talking about this. Um, we worked at a strip club together, Jerry and I did. <laughs> and he actually got me the job there. And, um, and so, like, there was a social life that was kind of built around that, too, like a little bit of a party scene. And, um, and uh, so, like, it was great for me, man. I'm freaking – I was 17 when I met Jerry when I first had my first match with him. But there was 18 by the time I actually started officially working there with him. But, um, uh, you know, it was just – oh, man. I was poor. I was fucking dirt poor, but I – I was living the I had the time of my life. It was one of the greatest and happiest times of my life, you know, fighting to make it in wrestling and starving and, you know, uh, <clears throat> working at the strip club a couple nights a week. And, um, so I was, I was telling, um, I was talking about it on my show. Uh, my first time I ever got arrested in my life was with Jerry. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait a minute here. Jerry Lynn. Not the last, but it was my first. Jer Jerry Lynn got arrested. Oh, hell yeah. Well, oh, this is, oh, my, this is beautiful. I don't know if it's, if it's the only time you ever got arrested, but. Well, well uh, Sean, uh, hold on for one second. Let's get his side of the story. Uh oh, uh oh. There he oh, is. Hey, Mr. Home Depot himself. Yep. And, and so I was just uh, like. You know, he, he was at, they were asking me, you know, um, you know about like our relationship early, and I was telling that we were best friends, and I was around you all the time. And, like, I mean, it seemed like we're like from from my memory, like we were together like every day we could be, like going to the gym, watching oh, yeah. matches, um, going and uh, meeting Eddie at uh, yeah. what was the what the was Butler Drug. Butler Drive, yeah. yeah, there, and then what was that Asian place in Uptown we'd always go eat at, too? Kendo. Kent, yeah. 
Ken Doe was right. It was it was a block away from my where I lived with Marvin. Yeah, like yes. I, was, I saw him like Jerry. Like I didn't have any money. Like you didn't either, but I had even less than you. And <laughs> I, I, that was a time of my life, or one oh, of yeah. them. It was great. Not a care yeah. in the world. Not a worry at all. Yeah. Just hit the road, you know. Yeah, and then so like I told him that like the first time I ever got arrested was with with you, and you know. Then I started, like, they brought up, like, because it definitely wasn't the last time I got arrested, but it probably was the only time you did, huh? No comment. I, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should have brought this up. <laughs> no, this is fantastic. No. I... <laughs> All right, guys. We went to Wisconsin, Somerset, Wisconsin. It was famous for the uh, tubing down the Apple River. And everyone under the sun was drinking, floating down the river and whatever. And this is just the way that the city stayed alive was busting everyone they could. And my girlfriend at the time was an idiot. And (laughs) she took a corner and gunned it. And the cops saw it. So he pulled us over. Well, the minute I opened my car door, a beer can falls out. And Sean at least fessed up and said it was his. So my, my what a wingman. My girlfriend oh, got, oh, like I've always done that. Always. But so my girlfriend got ticketed for reckless driving. Sean got it for uh I think for being Under a minor. Consumption. Yeah. And then I got it for contributing to a minor. <laughs> so, <laughs> but they you know they had this makeshift, it was just a little trailer like a makeshift jail just to bring everyone to and get your credit card info so they could find you and get your money. That's all. It looked like one of those joints. It kind of looked like one of those joints where you used to drop your film off back when you would have pictures developed. Yeah. Kodak. Kodak Police station. Wow. So, so let me ask you this. You're 17 years old. You're a young guy. You're hanging out with uh, this vagrant. Uh, Jerry Lynn, you're, you're going out and working out with him and, and having a good time. Would you honestly, I mean, I knew you said this was an amazing time. Would you say that that was the most enjoyable time of your career, at least early on where it was just, I'm soaking it all up and, and whatever comes our way comes our way. Cause you want to know why it was because I hadn't been tainted by all the, like the other shit, the bad shit that, that you know, wrestling's not bad, but there are a lot of bad things around uh, wrestling. Uh, like, like I would never blame wrestling for any of my problems. Like, I don't right. like that. But uh, like, because I brought most of that shit with me. Trust me. Same, same, same with most other people. We bring this shit with us. But uh, um, uh, oh. yeah, man, it was before. Like, I had never eaten a pill. You know, like I'd smoked a joint or whatever. You know, I drank plenty of alcohol. But, but I never, like, I'd never gotten, you know, like, or or just other things, man. Like, I just, I hadn't got corrupted yet. So, yeah, it was awesome. Do you think that those days, Sean, still exist for the newcomers, the kids coming in yeah. today? Yeah. Do you think they can still have that kind of fun as well? Yeah. If, if they're not, yeah. they're doing something wrong. Because one time I... Yeah. I can't remember where it was. I went and did an indie show and I got in the locker room and it was like I was at a lake for someone's. All right. Anyone? Fun. It was crazy. Yeah. 
Who else did yeah, you? Yeah, I think people. I encourage people to enjoy it to 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 soak it all in. But it's like, you know, like not, you know. I mean, within reason, right? <laughs> Sean, let me ask you this: When it comes to the social media, I mean, Twitter, Facebook, yeah. gosh, there's Ooh. so many. I can't even name them. Let's it's turn back the. Let's hand back the turn back the hands of time. How would that have worked out? back in the day or do you think that oh man this would have been this would have been a mess from the word go well i just think like okay you, you know, know what? what you know the things that come we, along with it like i i just think that um uh if it was around back then um consequences would have came up and and society would have changed back then or whatever right like you know um but at first, oh my God, kind of like a, you know, when it when it eventually did come around, man. Like I mean, we're still in the, uh, whatever you want to call it, feeling out process of all this crap. Like I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> if it was around back then, we'd all been in jail. <laughs> so. um, like I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, there might have been, yeah. So, you know, the things like it used to be just some pictures would show up here and there eventually, but man. Hey, if you ever have any uh, compromising photos of Jerry Lynn, I'm going to give you my email address after we're done. By all means, I will uh, I will send them your way with a great gift certificate, maybe some uh, Kansas City or Omaha steaks. Uh, we'll, we'll get it done. One time. I honestly tell you, I can't I can't even remember a situation where if a camera was around, um, the only time I it would have been compromising. What? I can think at Ropers, you were on the floor, and I went to go pick you up, and you grabbed my trunks and pulled me into the post. Well, oh. you my trunk so far, I think you showed my fruit cup to the whole crowd, and luckily the camera <laughs> was behind me. Nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This guy, hey, there's this guy in, in Ireland named Patty Morrow. Love that guy. Uh, I like. I, I pantsed him one time, but like in, in front of the crowd, and he didn't have anything on. <laughs> wow. So so Jerry's famous for uh, a phrase, uh, and a T-shirt actually got made out of this. Uh, the fabulous Sniffers Row. Now it all makes sense, Jerry, with uh, the club and everything, huh? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get quiet now, Jerry. I was going to say, we are, hey, Sean is, this is fun. This is tremendous. That's what everyone called it back then. If you sat in the front row on the stage, that's what everyone called it. What, at Ropers? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, if you, if, at the, at the up, upstairs, at the, at the, at solid gold. Any strip joint, really. Oh, this is great. This is great. Oh, okay. Sniffers Row. Okay. I didn't come up with it. We just turned it into a t shirt, though. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Sean, if you want it, I'll sit there and buy it and send it your way. All right. A large. Hey, you guys ever tried this Cherry Dr. Pepper Zero? It's amazing. Oh, uh, uh, I love the cherry, uh, the cherry vanilla when it was out. 
It was incredible. And they got this, they got this um, new Coke product. I think they're just doing a beta test maybe right now. It's like Coke and coffee, and they have a Coke Zero one with coffee in it. It's really mm. good, fellas. I highly suggest it. I'm not even getting paid to tell you that. <laughs> have you, hey, hey, Sean, have you ever had anything? Uh, I don't know if it's gone national. I think it has gone national. It's called Buzz Balls. They're little, they yeah. look like the size of um, tennis balls, but they're mixed drinks. 15% alcohol. You pop the top, you have one of them. I tell you what, feels huh. good. Yeah, buzz, but see, I don't balls. drink anymore. I don't, I oh, don't okay. drink anymore. Yeah, but, um, but that sounds like a good idea. It'll warm yeah. you up. It'll give you that warm and fuzzy feeling. Yeah. So yeah, you've been a while since I've had a, a nip of uh, alcohol. It wasn't really a thing. Like uh -oh. I had like a, a couple of years ago, I I was still having an occasional one. Like, but because I don't know, Jerry seen me pretty drunk. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah. Jerry's well, one of those guys where if, if you say something to Jerry, it's Vegas. And it's just what Jerry. It's, I can't remember. I can't remember you ever being um, like that. Like no, you always held it together. No, there's been plenty of times. So you're 17. You're having fun. You're going up and down the roads. You're 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 broker than broke, and uh, you're hanging out with this guy over here. Do you feel like in some ways that? feud that you guys had which covered many territories was really what put everything kind of on the map and it started to get recognition where they were like hey these guys we should bring them in is that what it seemed like because like i mean we had matches around the country but like you know like i never worked with jerry in memphis like i got him in dallas which was awesome but like we like a lot of our stuff was you know Midwest shows around the Midwest. Did we go to Chicago and do a match there, Jer? I I don't remember. I remember. I don't know if you went. Was it? It was like a really beautiful little storybook town called. I think it was called Saint Charles or something, with a river running through the middle of it or something. Were you there that? It was an indie show, uh, but I can't remember if we worked in Chicago. Well, I, I just it's it's cool that you have that like. Because I mean, we sh I know we would have loved it if if like there were still actual territories for us to go do that. I mean, there was still a little bit like, I mean, I don't. I think Portland had finally died out by then, right? Yeah, I think all there was was world class USWA. Um, I don't know if there was many more. Stampede was done. Hey, yeah. like I almost, I almost went to Stampede, Jerry. Did, like, I mean, we were talking about that the other day, but like, was it ever like, did Bruce Hart ever call you and say, "Hey, Jerry, uh, about bringing <laughs> no, no one ever called me. Uh, but you know, I, I, anyone who came back to Minneapolis from there, I always heard the horror stories, and I said I'll never go there anyway. So. When it, when it comes to wrestling and traveling, obviously, you're 17, and was there any fear? Eventually, I turned 18. You, <laughs> I got to get off this 17th. You, as a young man, you're traveling, you're doing these things. Was there any fear at all? Is this going to completely work out or not? Or is there a plan B? Or did you just say, you know what? This is what I want, and I'm just going to take it day by day. No, man, we just made it happen. Like, honestly... 
honestly, from the from the time I was ten, like I didn't even realize this is what I was doing. But like I had this vision in my head, like when as soon as I went to wrestling for the first time, like I always liked it. But then when I saw it live, I was like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing bar none, like ever. I'm I'm at ten years old thinking this to myself, right? Like like I've seen the whole world or whatever. But um, <laughs> but uh. No, man, I visualized it. I had this in my head, like not the exact scenario, like, and like the, you know, how the whole journey would go, but like I had the destination, man. And there was no doubt, like, um, it was just a matter of how long it was going to take. Right. And that's kind of crazy because like, I mean, you know, <laughs> look at what I used, how I used to look, you know? They say some of the most successful people are the ones who who don't necessarily have a plan B because they always no tell themselves plan A is going to work. And they're so driven to make it happen that they do. And yeah. I found that always to be fascinating. I, I um, had a conversation with Chris Van Vliet, who I know you, you've spoken with on numerous occasions. Awesome guy. And it's just, hey, pack up your stuff and just go. And uh, whatever happens to come your way. But. Jerry, remember? I remember when you went to Memphis. When you got the call to go to Memphis, oh my God, I wanted to go there, go with you so bad. Oh, I don't know why. Like, mind you, they they weren't really interested in me. But like, you you fit the deal down there. Like, to a uh, it wasn't it wasn't a very welcoming atmosphere though. It was a very tight knit family, and yeah, and I was a small guy, and I get along with them great now. But Bill Dundee didn't like me at first because that was his gimmick, being the small guy. And you're good looking, and the, and the girls probably liked you. And... I look don't know. at. Oh, ah, wait but a minute. Let's. Uh, you know, let's uh, not be bashful now, Mister Lynn. You remember how Jerry? You guys remember how Jerry looked? Oh, he was he was sexy. Still is. Oh, Actually, I met my wife Pam at the fairgrounds in Nashville when I was down for USWA. I, I always woof every time somebody brings the Nashville Fairgrounds up just because of the things I used to do in that building, other than wrestle. You and I got to wrestle there. Was it there? Or was it in Orlando? No, in no, we never had. We never got like I had already like I was in and out of there too quick for us to to do it and uh, to do it in Nashville. But like okay. I'm proud of like Jerry, I'm proud of that little thing we did in, in TNA. Yeah, it was it was good. It was compelling, and like the match was really good, and yeah. you know, um, and we did that thing afterwards where I ran your shoulder into the in the thing, and it was oh, really yeah. heavy. Because. Remember, because like people, we had them by the heartstrings, right? Oh yeah, yep. People bought it hook, line, and sinker, and I, I yeah, loved man. The, the first backstage promo we did after after we got done with it everyone's jaws were wide open and their eyes were bugging out and they were dead silent. They were like, where did this all come from? <laughs> you know? That was, I love that, man. You remember when we, remember we did that spot where I took that suplex on the floor from the inside? Yes. And it was rougher than I had envisioned. I'm sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. No, no. You had to like, uh, the, the, the thing is, is to do it right to where it would look that good. You had to take a lot of that brunt yourself. I did. I took it too. <laughs> but, but I was trying, you know, I always take pride in uh, taking care of my, whoever I'm working with. Like, it was one of those things, Jerry, where I just, I knew it was going to suck really bad. 
and it just it just felt worth it, you know, like it would it really right. added to Yeah. Yeah. There's certain things, you know, that you throw in there and you know, but sometimes it just fits. Yeah. Were there, yeah. were there certain promoters, Sean, that you liked working with more than others back in the in the early days? You would just Jones yeah. for oh, I get to go back and work for such and such. Yeah, and and he has a mixed reputation, but Dennis Carluzzo, I love that guy. I love him until uh, the day I die. Jerry, any uh, any memories of, of working with Dennis? Well. The, the the two he did two combined shows with Eddie in Minneapolis and that's where I think Sean that's the first time you worked Sabu yeah 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 um, and I got to um, work the first show and then that's where you know I that's when I first met uh, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert and he was always one of my favorites and then he eventually was the reason that uh, he called me up and asked me to go to Memphis and then the next year he asked. Sean and I to go to Global and do our feud in Global. So it led to a lot of different things. No, that's backwards, Jer. No? Yeah. The Dennis Carluzzo stuff came after the Global. Oh, I thought it was before that. No, it's confusing, but yeah. We oh. met you we, we met we met Eddie in Global first. I think. I think. Unless you met him unless you met him in Memphis. Like, did you go to Memphis before Global? No, it was uh, yeah, yeah. It was the year before, but I'd never met Eddie before, so I don't know how he would have got my number or whatever. Because <clears throat> huh. I thought it was on one of them Carluzzo shows. Oh shit! Oh, um, I know. I, I'm uh, no, okay. Here's the thing, Jer. I was I was I was just confused because when we first went to Global, Bill Eady was the Booker. And then, like, I went a couple times. I went a couple times, probably maybe where Eddie Gilbert was there then, and maybe you weren't. I don't know. Maybe you hadn't hadn't been there at those times. Because you did the first couple times you went. It was before I got there for global. No, the first. No, no, the nope. first one was the tournament, right? Gosh, oh, maybe. Yeah. I yeah, I've been hitting the head a lot. <laughs> so. oh, me too. But the tournament was first, and then I had a couple maybe where you weren't there, like, and then you came, and then yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> wow, <laughs> you're just amazed, feeling that we can even have a conversation. <laughs> well, I was just, I, I am impressed how you guys can literally go down and boom, and boom, and this happened, and then this happened, and then wow. we did this. Like, wow! I mean, there's a lot wow. that if you learn. If you asked me what I had yesterday for breakfast, I couldn't tell you, though. I couldn't either. <laughs> Sean, do you remember those shows we did down in Iowa at Toad Holler? That big yeah. Car? I love that. Yeah. Was hey, was that was that in Centerville? Was that Junior's uh, hometown? I, no, it was in Des Moines. Yeah. But Eddie's I remember, I remember Jamie was going to beat up all the bikers. Oh. Then he ended up passed out in a field behind the bar, and then he came running back and ran into a, a barbed wire fence and got all cut up. Toad holler. Remember? Yeah. They hey, had wasn't Marshall? Wasn't the Marshall Tucker band playing there that night or something? Yes. Holy cow! After the show, the promoter took us in a limo to this bar where Marshall Tucker was playing, and it was a it was yeah. what a 
night. That was a, I'll never forget that. Man. Yeah. Oh, oh, I just remember being all drunk, trying to sing the words to "Can't You See What That Woman's <laughs> Been Doing Me." Uh, remember everyone that did you try that mechanical ball? I mean, I have. I don't know if I did it that night. Just oh. you know, I was never good at that. Poor Tommy Ferrara got on there and ripped his whole groin out. He was really injury prone, right? Like, well, remember his shoulder was all like coming yeah. out of socket real easy. And, yeah. I mean, but the thing is, is Tommy looked real young for people that are wondering who the hell we're talking about. Tommy Ferrara, like, we're, we're brand new. Like, Tommy hadn't been in wrestling very long, and he, he started late. He was a Vietnam vet. He was already in his forties, I think, when we were when we were doing the, 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 at this period we're talking about. What's that? He had multiple purple hearts, and he was yeah the boxer before he got into wrestling, right? Yeah, and he was also notoriously tough. Oh, yeah. uh, and he was he was a small guy, like five nine. I mean, you know, like not a huge guy like like the other Minnesota guys that that we heard about back then. But he worked with all those guys. Oh, him and, and yeah. have great matches. And Larry, but he also and drop them face first to the floor over the top rope. Yeah, but but Tommy, he also had worked as a bouncer in in a lot of these clubs. And like was notorious for being just one punch knockout guy. Like, yeah, and uh, and like he had this famous fight with uh, Billy Robinson, Peter Maivia, and Pedro Morales, like all at the same time. Did Jerry? Did you ever tell me whether or not in Minneapolis you guys went to Grandma B's? Was that was that a a place you stopped off at, or not very often? But Sean, did you did you stop by there? Nah, I think I've been in there twice ever. I remember when I was, gosh, I'm trying to think how old I was. Probably twenty. Yeah, nineteen or twenty. And well, to be of age, drink then you, you could be 19 in Minnesota and 18 in Wisconsin. And so I was working at, oh, I'm trying to think, I think I was working at Target and receiving at the time. So a bunch of us went to go see a cover band at Grandma B's. And the bouncer had the largest arms in the world I had ever seen before. And then I didn't realize until years later it was Hawk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Do you guys. When it came to first breaking in here, um, anybody ever take liberties with you? I mean, really just pound the, the piss out of you for the sake of, hey, you know what? You got to go ahead and pay your dues. Did anybody ever do that to the point where you felt like, is this really necessary or was that just kind of par for the course? I'll tell you. Can I talk? Can I answer that, Jerry? Yeah. Yeah. When we were in Japan, and Jerry was there too, and he was in the match with me, um, the Vianos, oh. they were they were just being ridiculous. Like it was one of them, and 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 like I became friends with they them did later. It to me too. Yeah, but it was bullshit. And like, so I like I gave him a couple of receipts, and he just freaking punched me in the face about four or five times. Like, and I, I didn't go down, and we finished the match, but my face was hands. swollen up. And and like there was a big thing about when we got back, and I was like, "Dude, like, you know, he was getting on me like that." I was like coming at him, but every fucking night, and it, it wasn't like, dude, I could take an ass whipping, 
as good as anyone that's ever fucking been, excuse my language, as anyone that's ever been in wrestling. But this was just ridiculous, right, Jerry? Yeah, one of them was holding me, and the other one open hand slapped me right in the ear and busted my eardrum. I couldn't yeah. hear for two weeks. And I was like, Silver King busted that? my eardrum. You remember that tag, that six-man tag we had? Yep. Me, me, you, and Dr. Wagner Jr. versus uh, the Cowboys and, and Dos Caras? Mm-hmm. Silver King, like one of the first things in the match, he smacked me in the head and the had it busted my eardrum. Is that yeah, I something? Oh, I'm I sorry. Don't think, I don't think some of them liked us, <laughs> but most of and them did. Yeah. You guys, is that something that, I don't know. Tell me if this makes sense. This question might be kind of weird, but being that young in the industry, when you get backstage, you can't call them on the carpet and say, Hey, come here for a second. What way? What the hell was that? All happened? Well, I mean, yeah. Well, first of all, there was a little bit of a language barrier in the first place. We were the only guys there that were, were like English was our first language. And, um, and that, and you know, it, it's just, the thing is, is I wish I wouldn't have got punched in the head all those times. And like, like it, it like it hurt afterwards, but like it, it, it didn't happen again the next time we worked and we worked with them again. Oh yeah. Many so, times. Yeah. So I guess and the later was- he apologized. You know, Jerry, he came to me like in WCW and apologized for that. Oh, by really? that time, yeah, by that time I was so far beyond that. It was like, dude, right. I, I, I didn't forget about it, but I'm totally over it. Right, right. Wow. So, so you're, you're, oh, go ahead, uh, Rick. Uh, uh, I'm just curious. So, Sean, you know, everybody knows Jerry's probably the nicest guy in the world, but Never. you got you gotta hey, have have some. Uh, you you got to have some great uh, road stories, you know. Any you want to share? Man, I just wish Jerry was a little bit more of an asshole all the over the years. Had, did he kick any puppies, or did he push any old ladies down when they tried to cross the street, or oh, at Ropers one no. time? Sean, what was what that old who had the cane who would always show up at the shows? Remember her? I don't remember the name, but like I just remember this, the 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 regulars. Yeah, yeah. When you and I were a heel tag team there, I tried to get her cane to use it on Tommy, I think, and yeah. her and her and her sister or her niece or something both had. Oh, you were heel. Yeah. I was in a tug of war with these this little old lady and her sister for her cane, and I couldn't get it out of their hands. I thought, what a great. <laughs> I'm so proud of me. I'm trying to take this poor old woman's cane. <laughs> hey, wow. So I forgot that we we were heels together. Like I just we were tag team, but like I didn't I, I didn't think about the fact that we were trying to be heels. Yeah, my favorite night is when uh, we jumped Tommy at intermission. We came in the back door with ski masks on and our parkas and stuff, and jumped him. And <laughs> remember that. Hey. With, okay, so that's not the time where I hung him from the rafters, is it? Yeah, I brought the rope. And yeah. yeah. They, this was when that uh, all kids made that giant Valentine for him for his charity work he'd done for him. And so we came in no, the back no. they were presenting him. No, we made that. Remember? We just said it was from some kids. <laughs> oh, I thought it actually was. Oh, my oh, God. Oh. 
I thought it actually no. was. Oh, I didn't know. No, you that would have been really. That would have been really being a, a heel, like well, in real life. That still got us some real, real heat that night. Oh, I mean, every I, even. I thought we were gonna get. Yeah. We even turned the heel fans on us that night. Yeah. Yeah, you wear you wear ski masks and parkas, and you jump somebody at intermission. Well, you hang them from the raft. <laughs> and it's wow. Tommy. Well, He's a Northeast Minneapolis favorite. I was throwing the rope over the rafters above the ring while Sean's taking this giant Valentine and ripping it to shreds. And then we start hanging Tommy until Horace came and made the save. But all these, I mean, there was no security there. And the, the first row is probably three, four feet from the ring. Oh, we lost Sean. Uh oh, I think we're having a technical difficulty here. I've been lagging too at times. <laughs> The, we hey, we hey, accept Jerry. you for that, though, Jerry. Oh, thank hey, you. It's, <laughs> hey, it's it's definitely fine, Jerry. At least you weren't lagging to the uh, to the podcast. Well, I almost was. There you are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What, what you were just talking about? Oh, I was saying there was no security that night, and the first yeah. row was about four feet from the ring, and there was big, like college football player sized guys really pissed off at us that night <laughs> well you know the nigerian brothers were there too like i don't know if you know pete and john nigerian they used to play for the university of minnesota and they're like their dad was a big an, like an incredible cardiac surgeon dr nigeria anyways oh they were probably there for that yeah um, that's probably who i was scared to death of because there's a lot of big guys pissed off at us that night you know like you know i i stole that I stole that idea. I just I, I I tried to do it better than uh Dusty Rhodes hung Kevin Sullivan on TV when I was a kid down in Florida one time. But I was determined to make it more believable looking. Oh, it must have been believable because the whole place wanted to kill yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. And Tommy's head turned purple and looked like it was gonna pop off. <laughs> we've uh we've we've heard stories about you know, and Jerry's even said this. Nowadays, it's so hard to get that nuclear heat or that white heat that uh, that you guys had gotten before. Had anything ever gotten a little out of hand, or where you felt like, uh, uh, this is? <laughs> I can I got the feeling that this this audience is a little uh, they're a little that on their toes. Been, that would have been that time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sean, remember. We were wrestling at the VFW and Savage, and that guy got up out of his chair and was going to hit me with his chair. And you grabbed the chair from him, and so I rolled back. Yeah. And, and then I'm chasing you on the ring again, and the guy gets in front of me, and I try to get around him, and he grabs me by the throat. So I picked him up, and I threw slant just I gut-wrenched him and slammed him on the concrete, and we quick finished the match, <laughs> got the heck out of there. Yeah. And then that told me to call the police and press charges before he does, so we had to do that. Right more or less scare the guy off yeah <laughs> jerry were you and sean uh together working together when you did the whole story you told me about uh bastion booger and the house oh yeah oh wow you talked about that we wrestled well, the whorehouse. <laughs> we want to hear the we want to hear the whorehouse bastion booger thing from your perspective because the way jerry described Wait. it yeah it was intense so <laughs> yeah but like so jerry yeah. Hey, Jay, real quick. Yep. Um, like, how much of that story did you tell? Because that whole trip was, 
in, well, in San Diego. I, is that the time he put us up in an abandoned house? Old condemned abandoned house? And we... <laughs> <laughs> like I, that might have been it, but like I just remember the, I just remember the, the plat, the rubber sheets on the yeah. beds and that. <laughs> I told him, yeah, the house didn't even have siding. You can see the insulation. Oh, yeah, wow. and and like Rip Rogers was in rare form. I'm not going to get completely into what happened with him, but like, <laughs> oh, it was crazy. I like Rip now, but eventually, I, no, I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> so, hey, he, but Jerry, you know, you know, Rip got a receipt for that, right? It was for you. No, I didn't. Wow. Oh yeah. But uh, I told him that there was supposed to be some girls doing some Jello or pudding wrestling that night, and they, when they got there and saw us wrestling, they didn't want to do it anymore. They wanted to get in the ring. So oh yeah. Didn't he put together a uh, improvised a uh, what, what, what would you call it mixed six six person tag for the main event? Jerry, I just I just have this memory that's uh, that's burned into my head of <laughs> of Mike Shaw behind one of these women doing this. <laughs> you know what? In my memory. Mike Shaw's like, like, I hope my wife doesn't get mad about it. Like, it was just so. <laughs> Mike Shaw was, remember, he was on the mat, and the, the madam was on top of him and pulled her top down and started smacking his face with her boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's my God. My memory. Yeah. Grabbed you and threw you in the ring, and I ran. <laughs> Mike Shaw was a funny dude, and he was like, I, I had good matches with him. Yeah, we went up there a few times, didn't we? Uh, did we? Yeah. I just remember that once. <laughs> <laughs> like two, two or three times we did that trip up there and back. So I'm trying oh, hey, I know Jerry. I know what I was what I what what came to my mind. Do you remember when we were at his house and he was <laughs> yeah. playing videos for us and he played us this, he played us this video from the Stuhart Dungeon? Of, of Stu just destroying this kid. It might have been Carl the Duke, and he was screaming like it was. It was just like a murder. Like somebody was getting killed, and then like, and then Helen came down and started yelling at Stu like God, like Stu, you're always doing that to these poor kids. And like I don't think she was hitting him, but it was like, it was just a real comical scene. And he kept feeding Stu, saying, "Well, what would you do yeah. if you and get out this way?" And Stu would stretch yeah. me. Oh, it was it was torturous to watch. Wow. He was bending that kid in ways no one should ever bend. <laughs> Why are we laughing? I, told I was just about, about to say, Jerry. <laughs> uh, so how uh, different, kind of backpedaling here, how different was Mike Shaw then versus what we ended up seeing him with Bastion Booger? Was he a more of a svelte guy at that time? He was always a big dude. Yeah. Right. But by, you know, by then he was, you know. Yeah, it was too much. Yeah, he was still really good in there, though. Like, 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 you know, my matches with Bastion Booger as to one, two, three kid weren't like all time classics, but they were solid, um, mechanically sound and psychologically sound. You know, um, um, he was safe in there, just you know, and smart, like, and just 
really funny. Like, really funny. Like, he always was making people laugh. Oh, yeah. Who would you say, Sean, is somebody, I mean, obviously keeping Jerry out of the conversation for a second here, um, who is somebody who you felt was genuinely kind and said, hey, man, you know, I want to take you under, or maybe not to that extent, but at least showed you the ins, the outs, hey, say this, hey, don't say that. Was there anybody like that that really kind of took a shine to you early on? Uh, you mean like after after I – started like, branching out or yeah after you after you started before you ended up getting to New York was there anybody that you just kind of were like you know what this this person's been good to me well my teacher Malenko and you know um, but not not real not really to be honest with you like I don't remember like no no there was people I picked up. I mean, you know, because I don't know. We all we were all grateful to have like the Baron and Adnan and you know different people that would come around. It was great having them around, you know. Um, uh, but I, you know, it wasn't like we're on the phone with them and like picking their brains. Like probably should have been, but you know. But no, like Kurt Hennig was real, real good to me. Hey, Mama. You know, meeting him at, uh, um, you know, like sometimes I'd go work out at Brad's with, with that. Like, he would come out there. I don't know. Would Kurt ever come out and work out with you at Brad's? No. I, it was mostly, like, uh, Wayne Bloom, Mike Enos. And one time, I think even Animal and his younger brother showed up. and Mark or Joe? Uh, or John. Mark? Mark, and then uh, who else? I don't know, just not very often, though. But, yeah, there was really no one who really took you under their wing back then. Wow. Boy, you know who was real, like, who was working out over there at Brad? She wasn't trained by Brad, but, man, Reggie Bennett, you ever told oh, yeah. her? Yep. Damn. <laughs> she was tough. Yeah, she was. She could have kicked probably most guys' butts. She was, she was no joke. Yep. We've uh, we we've talked about so many different things, but I mean, obviously, there's so many more roads that we can go down here. Um, let me ask you this, Sean: Is there any chance after this evening we can twist your arm to come back and and share some more fun stories with us? I'm sure at some point. Sure. They just want to get yeah. more dirt on me. <laughs> Damn, like, like honestly, man. If there's any, I don't know about it. You know, I'm just being I was, honest. I was always just partying with the boys. You know, I don't know. Yeah, staying out of like all the malicious gossip and. Uh, I hate that politics. Yeah, that's the part I. You're hate. a terrible wrestling politician, Jerry. I must say. I. I know. Self-admitted. I never wanted to be one. Never wanted to be one. Sean, what would you say is a piece of advice you would give I mean to somebody? That, I mean that in the best way, Jerry. I know, I know. <laughs> what would a, what would a piece of advice be as far as as far as just you talked about politicking and all that kind of stuff and pushing and whatnot and, and trying to make sure that you're 
your names out there, what kind of advice would you give somebody who's a wrestler now saying, hey, what should I do? How far is pushing too far? Or should I you speak up or should I not? Or hmm. Can I say? Um, yeah, please. I always kept in my, a little voice in my head that said, never let them make you quit. Because there's plenty of times people probably tr were trying to make me quit, and I wasn't going to let that happen. So I've told guys that. I said, always keep a voice in your head that says, never let them make you quit. Well, to follow with that, Jerry, do you feel like there were times that it was almost – vindictive trying to get rid of somebody and you were almost trying to fight to say no you're not going to i am staying here well you know i'm sure that's gone on with you know in companies as far as the politics but i'm just talking about guys who are just going to be you know dicks to you in the ring and stuff because years ago i don't know if you experienced this sean but because of my size i would show up at a show and i'd get these looks like what are you doing here because of my size you don't think I got to look uh, like that? Yeah, I'm sure you did. But so, you know, stuff like that. But I was like, I wasn't going to let them make me, you know, try and get me to quit. <clears throat> you know, they well, laughed. Like, my first time at Roper's, Jerry, like, I don't know if you actually saw the, you know, I mean, I had this little thing, like, anyways, my first actual match at Roper's was with Ricky Rice. Mm -hmm. And, and I, like, I, you know, I had that red singlet thing I would yep. wear. Yeah. For some reason, for some reason, I decided to wear Wellington Wilkins Jr.'s yellow and black zebra tight, zebra zebra skin tights with like that looked like they they were actually made by the same guy that made Brutus Beefcake shit. So, okay. for some reason, I thought it was a good idea to wear that, and I was skinny as can be, and uh, you know, it was in the middle of winter, so like I was white as a ghost, and you know. I got, I, I expected the laughs, but you know, you know, you, you know, Hey Jerry, you know, that feeling when you go out to the ring and you get them laughs like that. And then like, once the match starts, they shut up and, and are, and they're all in. They're like, next thing you know, they're going crazy. Yep. That's a nice feeling. Yeah. Well, it's like, I told you guys before I, I can't remember who or where, but I distinctly remember uh, before the show, you know, going around, you always said hi and shook hands and whatever. Well, there was, you know, this is one of those where these, these big gassed up monsters who wouldn't even give me the time of day. And I, I'll never forget coming back after a match, one of those big gassed up monsters comes up and says, brother, I didn't know you could work. And then goes to, and I was thinking in my head, well, you Show me what a butthole you are. It's like, why does it matter now? You know. Do well, you? Uh, well, throw it to Red uh, here. Well, Sean, uh, I always like to ask a a fun question. Hot tub time machine. If you get a chance to go back in wrestling history and take somebody out of a match and put yourself in, who would it be and why? Hmm. Um, oh, jeez. Man, I don't know. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I'm the worst. Like, I'm the worst. Like, so if you're going to ask me a question like that, 
You have to submit that to me in writing. Like, <laughs> yeah. like the day before, man. Or I'm going to look like I do right now. I, I can't even come up with an answer to it. I couldn't either. Not even part of the question. Let, um, let... Mm. Jerry? I, I, I can't either. Yeah, mm. that's a tough one. You gotta, I got to yeah. think about that one a while. Because like, a lot of this is like, here's the thing, man. Like any match I would have loved to have been a part of is such a good match that I wouldn't want to screw with it by, you know, inserting myself in, into it in the first place. Like, let it be, man. Nah. Let it happen. Let's. I don't want to mess with history. Hey, you're, you're the first one that said, let it be, let it be. And, and, and yeah. can't, bl can't blame you because, you know, if you love a match so much – why mess with it in the first place? Yeah, maybe I would get in that hot tub time machine and go back and just be there live for it or something, you know? Yeah. Like, because there's some matches way back, you know, like, or some famous moments, you know, Snooka jumping off the top of the cage or, you know, uh, just things, iconic moments, man. That would be cool to be able to go back and just be there live for them, you know? Really quick, I want to throw something out at you. Best crowd reaction, you and DX or you and NWO? It's DX. Yeah, it's DX. Hang on, yeah. guys. Got to get going. Pam's trying to get on. Right, hey, take care, Jerry. All right. Talk Love you, later. Jerry. Love you, Sean. Bye. All right, man. Yeah. Wow. Well, well Sean, uh, you know, we would love to sit there and, you know, thank you for having, coming on the show, yeah. spend a lot of time with Jerry and man, you know, we've learned a lot. Never knew Jerry was arrested before. That's, that's a little tidbit. So I, was, I, thought, I thought maybe you never knew that. I mean, it's it, really not something that people brag about. So yeah, well, it, even to expose him for the criminal that he was. It, it, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> Even over in the chat, Mikey even sit there and, and was yelling at Jerry because Mikey never even knew about it. Well, I mean, I, I can imagine, like, why would it come up? It wasn't yeah. a huge deal. Like, it's easy to even forget it happened, you know? Sean, I feel like hanging out with you is more fun than four years of college. I just get that feeling. I just feel like where you go, you make your own fun. And it just seems like you're just a very free spirit. I am. I might not be, like uh, – you know, I, I'm just, I'm a little more chill now than I used to be. So it might not be everyone's idea of fun, but like, I'm a, like, like, I'm not a downer to be around, you know, even if I'm having a shitty day, you know, um, like, it's just better, like, to, like, being around other people when I'm having a shitty day, like, I can feed off of their energy and it makes me happy. So, like, so, like, um, for instance, I'm talking to you. Like I could, for all you know, I had it. Like I was having a shitty day before, you know, we came on. And but, like, you know, I could just feed off your energy. And knowing I was talking to Jerry, like I just, you know, um, life is good these days, you guys. Well, you look good, and I'm so happy to hear that you're doing well, and the podcast is doing well. Um, you are very captivating when it comes to telling stories. So. Man, I, I tell you what, people definitely need to be tuning into the podcast, listening to the things you have to say, because, uh, man, it seems like there's an unlimited amount of things that you're going to recollect throughout your wrestling career. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I'm surprised by I have a, uh, as sharp a memory as I do. Like, it's 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 slipping a little bit, you know, but it's still pretty good, man. I still got a pretty pretty good, like, you know, uh, recall of, of a lot of that stuff, thankfully. So, so I'm trying to get my book uh, written before, like, all these memories fade too fast, you know, or fade too much. So. Ooh. I like yeah. that. It's hard, Little- man. It's hard because I like, you know, a lot of that stuff going into a book is uh, into my autobiography is, is hard to relive, man. It's hard, like, to, it's hard to revisit some of that stuff. So, you know. Uh, anyways, uh, oh, yeah. Well, well, Sean. Well, well, where can they reach you at? You know, uh, off here. Uh, you could. My Twitter is at the real Xbox. My my Instagram is at Real Xpoc, Pro Rest for Life, uh, is my is my show's uh, account. Like um, on both Instagram and Twitter. So uh, yeah, I hope I, if everyone gets a chance. I know there's a lot of shows out there, uh, but um, you know we put a lot into. Not that everyone else does. You know doesn't put a lot into their show, but man, we we really do. Uh, just can only speak for ourselves and you know my team you know uh even after the show is over with they um working to try to make it better and anyways whatever i'm really proud of my team i'm proud of my show and i appreciate you gentlemen having me on today it was great to be able to uh continue my conversation with uh jerry just one of the just um love that guy to death man well, I, I want to say this, um, and not to get all hallmark, but just thank you um, for all the stuff that you've provided, not only myself, not only the people in the chat room, but wrestling fans in general, the the, the people you've entertained over the years, um, the amazing moments that you've been a part of as well, and just how much happiness wrestling has brought to us. And I uh, just want to say thank you. Thanks, man. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. This has been great. Guys, please support him. Go ahead and follow him on social media. Follow the podcast as well. Um, Hit him up uh, with questions. And is there a place where people can get merchandise as well? Uh, There's a Pro Wrestling for Life uh, Pro Wrestling Tea Store. But we're going to be putting out some some additional stuff uh, soon for that. But yeah, I mean, if they want to support, they can go there. Well, if there's any way that we can uh, go ahead and help you out. We got pay- Sorry, we got a Patreon, too. That um, We're starting to add more content to the Patreon uh, thing and um, add more tiers and give more benefits. And more ag- like, Anyways, I'm going to shut up because I can keep <laughs> on random all night long. Well, we will let you enjoy the rest of your evening because you've given us a lot. So we just want to say thank you and... Uh, Hopefully we can do this again down the road. All right, man. Thanks, gentlemen. Hey, thanks, Sean. Take care. You got it. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Wow. That is something I did not think that uh, I would get a chance to do and and be a part of something like this and talk to somebody who's been such an integral role in in wrestling, you know, in the 90s into the 2000s and whatnot. and him going back and forth with Jerry, just... Uh, I just want to sit back and just, just 
let him go. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, to be a fly like, on the wall. Then it's kind of like what you, when you're in a car, traveling down the road. You just sit back and listen, and, and you learn so much. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I almost felt bad jumping in there a couple of times, wanting to ask a question because it was like, but have you ever noticed this, whether it's just any two people talking, you tend to remember more stuff the more you start talking about something. Like you might be like, oh, what are, what, what happened at that party? And then someone says something, oh, Janice threw up on the couch. You're like, oh my God, that's right. And then Rick peed his pants and then, you know. So it's just it's just one of these deals where, it's so cool to see somebody like Jerry giving us pieces and nuggets of a story and then somebody who was there with Jerry putting other pieces to that story together and then we have the whole story and I don't know. It's it's fun. It's something that you don't typically get in wrestling podcasts. Two good friends just going down the road and just shooting the shit and, and, and legitimately having fun with each other. Exactly. Wow. So. Well, and, Freeland, and I want to say this to you, Rit. You did an excellent job. I, I was, uh, I kind of, I kind of shit the bed. I, I literally was, was writing and writing and writing and writing. And you and I were going back and forth. And I apologize to you, and I apologize to the people in the chat. Goodness gracious, I got to get hey, my shit together. Hey, yo, you did you? I went and uh, pulled an audible and pulled up that great video that. Anton had my dick went and made and yes, you still weren't there. And I'm like, screw it. Let's sit there and bring Sean in. The show goes on. Um, let's go do some shout outs here for some people who've been joining us who farted. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kevin, by the way, rock and roll. Um, don't go anywhere. I'm going to get the, I'm going to get the figure really fast. So Mitchie blaze. Thanks for stopping by Travis Bohab. What's going on, my man. There's my man, Jim McMahon. Little psychopath in the house. Is Jim McMahon still in the hotel room? That's all I want to know. He's still locked up in the hotel room. Here it is. This right here. Hopefully I can get a good good shot. This is who farted. Well, this isn't who farted. I mean, I'm sure he does fart because we all do. But this is Kenny Omega. And this is something near and dear to my heart. And this is from who farted. Kevin, thank you so very much. I am grateful beyond words. Um, thank you very, very much. Uh, who else is in the room here with us? Uh, Christopher Butts in the house. The ass man's in here. Jim McMahon still hanging out in the hotel room. Uh, Boogster. Boogster, it's what? What time is it in uh, in Arizona right now? Is it 614? Are they three hours behind us? I don't know. He might be eating his dinny, his dinner. Having his SpaghettiOs, young kid, nice kid, not that bad. Who else is here with us? Uh, b- 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 ECW fan, thank you so much for joining us as well. Um, wow, Mikey stopped in, which was really, really cool. It's often great to see him jumping in here and following the conversation as well. Well, yeah, because he jumped in. He, he apologized because he couldn't jump on with me, and well, you know. I do want to say something here. Um, I mean, I, I'd be remiss if we didn't at least address um, the news that happened last night uh, or yesterday afternoon. Uh, Melissa Coates, uh, also known as Super Genie, um, the valet, the longtime valet for Sabu, 
um, unfortunately passed away. And I remember my phone going off last night. I remember you hitting me up and then it was just buzzing and buzzing and buzzing. And I was, um, God, that sucks. That just sucks. Um, you know, a big reason why we, we want to do the Sabu book is, you know, to pay homage and, and get people to buy the book, to read it with us, to, you know, let Sabu and Jeannie know that we support them. Um, and we do. And, um, we got some things in the works here as well, but life is precious. Life is short. You don't know what the hell's going to happen from day to day. Um, yeah, if I can take some words from Christopher, but uh, love each other, take care of each other, and respect each other. You know, yeah. because you can get a text message just that quick. That something has changed quickly, and so my heart and prayers go out to Jeannie's family, to Sabu's family as well. And um, it's hard to find something to say during a moment like this. You know what I mean? I've had people who have passed on, and you know, and I've been around other people who had people who had passed on, and you just want to make sure that you let them know, hey, I'm here. And if there's something you need or if there's something I can do, um, I, I never liked the, the, the phrase, I know how you feel. I, even if you did have somebody who passed away, don't I don't think that that's always the best way to say that. Um, I know you recently, not not to bring things up, um, you know, your mom had passed and, and I don't even, I give you so much courage and so much, you know, for, for handling that, my friend, that had to have been just... Very difficult. Mm -hmm. I, I appreciate it. And, you know, it just it kills me because Tuesday I was just texting back and forth with him. And then, you know, bam. Yep. Wow. So not to not to bring the the special episode uh, down, but I mean, it's just reality. Yeah. I mean, that's life. You know, you can't just all of a sudden avoid stuff like this because it's going to happen and it sucks. And I feel like so many people in wrestling, be, when you are a fan of wrestling, it's different than being a fan of uh, your favorite TV show. It's different than that because you see wrestlers for 20, 30 years and you spend so much time watching them, meeting them, buying tickets to see them. Um, you do really feel super close to these people. And when someone passes, whether you've met them or not, it is a very, very difficult pill to swallow. So, yeah, but you know, show must go on, you know, it just takes time and a lot of help. You're so. right. Well, with that being said, is there anything else that we want to throw out here to everybody? Anything else? Uh, Definitely. Go to go to your your Spotify, YouTube, wherever. Tomorrow, FRM Pod Tuesday night will be there. Yes. Download it, listen to it. Uh, man, what are you thinking? Monday, we're gonna drop the drop this episode. Monday, we're gonna drop this episode, and then stop on by Tuesday night, right here. 9 p.m. We have a special guest. She is the innovator of Intergener Wrestling, the first lady of hardcore, 
the most violent woman in professional wrestling, Lufisto, will be joining Lufisto us. Lufisto is going to be with us live. Live. Live Tuesday night. Yes. Don't be afraid. Come check it out. And, man, just sit back and enjoy and, and don't forget, if you know people who enjoy wrestling, um, we have more guests that are lined up. We have more things planned um, for our Summer Spectacular Tour. So tell people, hey, you want to have some fun on a Tuesday night? Come on over. Watch us on Twitch. And please go ahead and remind everyone to hit that follow button because um, more things are going to be coming your way through the Front Row Material brand. So, Yeah. So, guys, take care and... See you then. We are out.